Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our main podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined every week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and media and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is Shannon and Kathy. Yay, we are here. Whoosh. I don't know about you. I had quite a week at work. <laughs> the last couple of weeks have been a little bit brutal. I don't know about for you, but um, because I work with children, teams of people working with children and adolescents, school has gone back to mm-hmm. session. So that always adds a layer of stress onto the family and then the kids' behaviors start to get worse again, even though they were mild during the summer, you know? It's funny you bring this up because I was actually going to talk about a common theme that I'm in people who are listening who have kids. This might be something of, of interest to them, and it's along the same lines of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. What I see, especially when school goes right back, because I work with a lot of teenagers as well, is the way that school is now set up and the expectations. And I, I do know it's different in larger cities like uh, Los Angeles because my nephew who's 16, I feel like he's not bombarded with the same pressures. Mm. The amount of scheduling these kids have, there <laughs> yeah. is they have zero free time, mm-hmm. zero time for self-care. The schools have added about 50 times the amount of work I ever had when I was in school. And I am seeing such an increase in anxiety and depression in teenagers, they actually did a study that showed that teenagers now demonstrate the same amount of anxiety that patients in mental health hospitals back in the 50s had when they were admitted. So this has a lot to do with technology. A lot of these kids are forced to do schoolwork from their computers, just like as adults, we're supposed to answer emails at any time of night. Yeah. They don't ever stop. And it's no. creating really unhealthy cycles. And parents just push them into, you know, if you have kids, give them a day where they don't have anything to do. Or they can, like, make mud pies. or And, and just that they get used to being mindful. Yep. All I hear is, I'm bored. I need my vape pen. I don't know how to sit still. I don't know. And and I asked these parents. I had, a, I had a, a client this week. I actually had to reschedule four times. And I said to the mom, her schedule is so unhealthy. This is 95% of her issue mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. It's really disturbing. That is disturbing. And I I resonate with that in the sense that there's a lot of there's a lot of health in the ability to sit with yourself. And we learn that as kids. Um, I happen to be lucky enough to have parents that were readers and art, you know, aficionados and, you know, like to go to museums and stuff. And I realized that that gave me a certain amount of privilege as a kid to lay down in the grass and stare at the, sun and have my own like imagination going because and enjoy that time not be waiting for when do I get back to my phone when do I get back to my vape pen when do I get to my YouTube well and I actually had the luxury of not growing up with any of those things too as did I but we had we had similar things in the sense that I got very obsessed with music and I would spend hours like 
um, making mixtapes oh, sure. and CDs and stuff like that. So, I mean, I would go down rabbit holes and buy magazines and do all yeah. kinds of things, but... But, um, but that's still on your time. I right. mean, were you scheduled back right. to back after school till seven o'clock with different lessons? Yeah. Well, there was a time. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> there was a time I rebelled against a lot of that. Yeah. And I was in, I was in sports. So that took up a ton yeah, of my time. I was too. And I think that it's, it, there's a balance. I mean, I do think it's really important for kids to be involved in, and sports and music, all of that. That's how they meet peers. That's how they learn to be in the world. But when there is no space in between, when these kids mm-hmm. are up, I asked a client today, how late are you up doing your homework till? And she said midnight and she's up at 5 a.m. She's 16. Mm. No, no, no. She's 15. Yeah. So the balance, right? Yeah. Balance. Just an ability. And then and then we get mad that they're impulsive or they have no ability to sit and be to quote unquote bored. Um because right. I don't really believe in boredom. No, it's <laughs> I have just a bias mind, there. Just mindfulness. Yeah. I I I think boredom is a state of mind. And mm-hmm. so um I'm rarely, rarely ever do I think I'm bored. That just never just doesn't happen. Um but I think their ability to be just with themselves or be self-generated, right? Like self-generate an activity. Right. I mean, Kathy. Which is what mixtapes were. Exactly. (laughs) I did a lot of that. I mean, and, you know, I mean, I I guess there's an argument for the fact that, you know, this podcast is that. Like I generate things that I want to do. I generate creativity. If I don't have something in my life where I feel like I'm being creative, then I generate something. Right. Um, as opposed to waiting for the world to, you know, deliver me entertainment, I suppose. I don't know. But yeah, I hear you. So that was so that all started with me saying, yeah, the um, the back to school behaviors have arrived. Mm-hmm. And so things are popping off a bit, which is cool. Um, and then I'm doing an all I'm doing a training tomorrow on suicide assessment and uh safety planning. So I've been preparing for that. So I'm doing that for the agency that I work at. Um, what else? Got to attend an IEP meeting in the morning. Those (laughs) are slow. Yeah. I'm going to have to do it by phone because I've got this training to do, but, um, you know, these are the kinds of things that when you work with kids, adolescents, families, you know, you end up at least in my world, it's like, um, it's often families with a lower SES or a lower socioeconomic status. So it's um, supporting them at IEP meetings, supporting them at court. You know, a lot of the kids are on probation. Um, advocating with, uh, there's a couple of agencies in our county that uh, give away a lot of free stuff. And so we make appointments for them to go with us to get, you know, a bed for a kid who doesn't have a bed and clothing for the school year or a new backpack, which they can't afford to get. So there's a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff happening at the Mm -hmm. beginning of the, what about you? What's your world filled with right now? A little bit of everything. I'm doing some psych testing tomorrow. Um, and I'm, I continue to work on this case, which continues to get pushed forward. So yeah, Anyone who works in the legal field, whether it's, you know, you're an actual attorney or a psychologist or a witness of some kind or a judge, you know that court, <laughs> mm-hmm. when it's scheduled, it's often not the day you're going to go. No. And so um, we were supposed to go to trial in May and then September, and now it's looking like December. And mm-hmm. uh, But it's interesting. I love court work. I love being able to get into the behavioral 
psychological mm-hmm. pieces of um, the case. And that's what I'm hired to do is to look at things objectively mm-hmm. and make an opinion. And I enjoy that. And it's, you know, I do, I don't know if I've mentioned on here before, I also teach graduate school at University of Southern California. I'm someone, talk about boredom. <laughs> I need to be stimulated with like 17 different positions in my field. I like to be doing something different every day. And I'm really fortunate (laughs) that I get to do that. Um, So my days are always different. Today I did therapy. So yeah, Yeah. you know, it's a lot of different stuff going on this week. Yeah, it's good. A lot of variety. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's see, what have I been watching? You know what I watched the other day was I, I, uh, I, everybody talks about the show. I started watching Peaky Blinders. I've heard really great things about it. And I think there's two or three seasons already, um, which is kind of the way, right, guys? Like, we just wait till there's a whole lot to watch and then we binge it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is unfortunate for the creators because we're, like, behind the curve. But I – so I started watching it. Now, this is a series I've started watching a couple of times and have not been able to do it. So the way I con myself into – doing things that I feel like will pay off, like a show that I think will pay off or that I really should like when I when I look at it and I'm watching it and I'm like, I should really like this. Why can't I get into it? Is I'll do something else while I'm watching it, like something engaging while I'm watching it. So I had a big project going in the living room and so I threw it on and I got my big project going. And so I could get through like the dull first couple of episodes that I've seen three times now. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm most of the way through season one and I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's a, it's more interesting now. The, um, the main character, the guy is really good and some stuff has happened now. And I'm like, okay, now I see why... Mm-hmm people like it like the stakes are pretty high it's mm-hmm. it's very relational there's a a couple of central relationships that are and you know the guy the main character is a sociopath and so mm-hmm. that's what yeah <laughs> i was never particularly drawn to it my brother's like you need to watch it i'm like i really actually don't need to <laughs> yeah um, first of all <laughs> need is the wrong word i will give him credit for getting me into the americans though it's one of the best series i've ever watched in my entire life great that's a great one but um i don't know I'm, maybe i'll give it a shot i'm not really drawn to the time period yeah period pieces are a thing um i don't know but I've heard it's good, so we can't watch everything. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, anybody who's tracking our our whole show from (laughs) from long ago will know that I am um, still trying to watch Chernobyl. (laughs) (laughs) You know where I was going. Once in a while, I think about you, and I go, I wonder if she got through episode two. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I think I'm on episode four. Okay. I think I started episode four. So I'm. It's like the slow trickle. I told, (laughs) I told Shannon, you just let me know how that goes. (laughs) I will trust you. If it's good, I will trust you. I don't need to see it. If the process is anything uh, of any statement, I'm, I'm having a difficult time, but like lot, I'm not saying it's bad. It is not bad. It is just darn hard to watch for me for whatever reason. Like we talk about all the time on the show, you know, some stuff is harder for us to watch than, I mean, it's like. You guys may have listened already to our Wednesday episode this week, which was about torture and torment horror, that subgenre. And, you know, watched a few of those over the weekend. So just not really wanting to pop in Chernobyl as an afterthought, you know, like that's not my dessert to um, (laughs) saw or whatever. (laughs) Like, I just can't do it, man. The pain we go through. (laughs) I remember when you were watching, I mean, when you were researching Manson and... (laughs) 
And then when I had to do the Dahmer series, I would call Shannon and go, I get it now. <laughs> I'm so depressed and I need a shower. <laughs> yeah. Got to watch some Disney. Yeah. Uh, some things Disney can't even cure. So no. Yeah. It kind of goes that way. So yeah. Peaky Blinders. And then I'm also, um, I think I've talked about before how, and I think everybody does this and I'm just going to s- decide to believe that everybody does this and that I'm not a ridiculous person so i'm re-watching friday night lights because it's the fall and i love that series and those characters um and there's there's probably five or six shows on television uh, that have been on television in the past that i've watched like the whole series a couple of times like it's when like the thing you pop in when you're doing something at bedtime or you just want to like lay and watch mm-hmm. and, and kind of feel good. Mm-hmm. And and you don't have to – it's not – you don't have to pay attention too closely. And mm-hmm. they're just like that kind of characters you like to hang out with. And Friday Night Lights is one of those because I love, I love me some high school football. I like shows like that that make you sort of feel like you're part of the cast or you're there mm-hmm. or you're brought into it. Yeah. Um, those yeah. are always my favorite. For sure. And – Especially if you watch the series, like you said, if you kind of binge it, mm-hmm. you feel like you're in it with them for a good month or so. Totally. That's why binging Chernobyl is really. I went, I went back. To, no, no, you don't want to because I don't really want to be there. <laughs> I went back and rewatched um, all of Felicity. Oh, that's another one yeah. that I've done that with. I've watched Felicity probably twice. Yeah. And, and thank you for the reminder because I was thinking about what my next thing was. Yeah. And that might that might be it. That's one of my that's I, well, one of I my love, ones. I, I, I love Carrie Russell anyway. But I, after I watched the Americans, the Americans, I'm like, I have to go back and and watch that. And it, she's such a great actor because she was. I mean, the, those characters couldn't be any <laughs> more different. More different. She's so young in the Felicity just too. Vulnerable and naive, and then in the American, she's just so like she's such a badass. It's right, amazing. Right. It's like uh, Claire Danes in the oh, in in Homeland, Homeland, in Homeland now, yeah. but in the teen drama that she was in, my so-called life back in the day. It's the same thing. I've yeah. watched. I've watched the first. I've watched that season of. Um, Claire Danes before. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, the high school dramas are wistful, I guess. But Friday Night Lights for me has the Texas connection. Yeah. yeah. And I have a connection to Texas that we can get into gotcha. some other time. So, all right. Right on. Are you watching anything? Not watching I just, anything? I just watched um, Emma Thompson's new movie, Late Night. Oh, I've, I saw that at Sundance. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked it. That was I, good. I, we talked. Did we? Did I mention it? No. We talked, though, about, I think it it may have been a few episodes ago, Mm. if if I'm remembering correctly, how, I think it was, when you were going through all the different, the, uh, man, sorry, I think it was Gina Davis' story. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. CJane.org is her. Yes, and we had talked about how there are no women in late night. Mm. Um, and mm. so this movie, if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. It's good. Hugh Dancy's in it, who I love. It's funny. Um, and I forget her name, the, um, Indian actress. What's yeah, her name? I'll look it up while yeah. you, while you so keep talking. <laughs> really, really, um, I like the movie because it centers on not only, uh, sexism, but ageism. It's Mindy, right? Mindy. Mindy. Yeah. yeah. Cause she was the Mindy project was the name yep. of the show. Yep, yep. Yep. So Mindy Kaling. Thank you. So sorry. We forgot that name. Um, love her. She's and, super famous. <laughs> and she is. And Emma Thompson plays this, you know, outdated late night talk show hostess. Who's really been, they've been trying to get her to 
It's like the Jay up, Leno. Up her game and get more current yeah. with, you know. Yeah. And so she's totally resistant to this. And then when she does it, she does it with this passive aggression that ends up backfiring. And then she has to really face where she is in her life as a woman, as an older woman in Hollywood and what that means. And then when she really just allows herself to come to her truth, she becomes absolutely brilliant. Mm -hmm. And um, John Lithgow plays her husband. It's fun. I mean, it's like an hour and 40 minutes. It's funny. Um, it's funny. I love anything Emma Thompson does. She does everything from comedy to drama well. Mm -hmm. And so, Mindy is a great writer, and she wrote the screenplay. Oh, did she? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was at Sundance. It was a, it was a premiere there, I think, because mm -hmm. that's where I saw it, and they were there. And um, so I saw a lot of... I just saw a lot of the like interviews and different things with them. And yeah. um, it was a passion project of Mindy's to get done. And, you know, she's a great person to watch with, you know, women centered, um, uh, culturally diverse mm -hmm. projects, which yeah. is what you were kind of bringing it in with like the diversity. Yeah. There's a lot of diversity. There's a lot of just really great moments. And um, Emma Thompson just has really great delivery. So yeah. I recommend that. Mm hmm. Um, I went back and watched the Dave Chappelle that you had just watched oh, and I cool. sent you a text. Six and stones. Six and stones. Yeah. Man, he, Isn't it funny? he hits some I stuff know, though that man. I'm like, I'm surprised he has <laughs> not been blacked out. Like some of the stuff that he said some really important things. I'm not going to get into any of it. You can watch it if you choose to Yeah, watch him. He's funny. But man, he really well because remember <laughs> goes I to some I, I know, I know. Remember, I brought it up because I was like, sometimes I, I well, I brought it up because comedy is something I adore, and watching stand-ups is a like a hobby. But um, I brought it up because I was saying how sometimes we just need to watch things that are not politically correct because we have to be so politically correct in our jobs. I think that's what yeah. I was talking about. And so now I'm glad you've seen it because yeah, no, not politically correct. No. And some of it, I mean, and we know this as psychologists, but that co comedians, a lot of it is an outlet for pain and oppression. I mm -hmm. think why we see so many yep. um, minorities doing stand up, mm -hmm. um, But he did say something that I absolutely loved. And, and, <laughs> Even though I was by myself with my dogs in the house, I wanted to give him a standing ovation. He's like, he goes, what you have to do? He's talking to all the African-Americans in the audience. He goes, go out and buy a gun. Because if you do, then you know that the whole thing on gun control is completely going to change. And it was so funny because, again, it was such a profound moment. And he said it tongue in cheek. But he was right. He's like, if, if this was about black men and women fighting for their armed weapons and having military weapons in their house, the, the white government would be going, oh, hell no. Oh, yeah. Oh, guns are control right yeah, now. Yeah, the NRA would just give away, I mean, they, they would give away all of their power. A, so it was it was a really was, funny moment. And it was placed so well. And then the last thing, I'm at the end of season four of Transparent, and I'm waiting. I have, ah, I have yes. Prime, so I'm waiting for season five to come out. Mm -hmm. Can I just say... You can. Judith Light mm -hmm. has... I've I've even cried in episodes that she's on because nice. she plays this role so it's so mm -hmm. in there are moments where she's funny and there's moments where it's so sad yeah to watch her um the scene I don't know if you remember Shannon in season four where her son Josh helps her into the Dead Sea so she can float oh, and yes. she's you know in her little swim cap yes. and, her, and she's so OCD and so scared of everything and he takes her out there and for, she just allows herself to let go yeah. her, that her character and um, 
Trace Lizette's character yeah. are the two that have hit me the most on that show. Once you get further into the seasons, you yeah. start to really get the depth of their characters. You get very connected. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, um, it's kind of like, you know, I guess maybe one of the reasons why I push through on things like Chernobyl or Peaky Blinders or things that people say are really good is I push through because I do know that a lot of the time, like with Transparent, is you pay, you get a payoff yes. for your perseverance mm-hmm. <laughs> because the characters get deeper and deeper and deeper. And Transparent and, is a show like that. Oh, for sure. It, it is not the feel-good show of the year, but it does have a lot of really good comedic moments that help you get past some of the heavier... Yeah, um, it's got a balance. I mean, Judith Light is so... Oh, my um, God. She's so vulnerable. Oh, and she's come a long way from Who's the Boss. Oh, <laughs> yes. I yeah. remember back in the 80s when she played uh, in the, the story of Ryan White, the little mm-hmm. boy who did, died of HIV, she played the mother for the made-for-TV. Oh, I think really? she, she ended up going to his funeral when he passed. Huh. But she was wonderful in that. I think she just, when you give her the right roles, she's really fantastic. You know, I just looked her up and it looks like um, there's a show called Manhunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unabomber is coming out in 2020. It's it's season two. Yeah, I saw the first season. She's apparently in the first episode, it says. Yeah, right here. if you haven't seen the first <laughs> season, I really recommend it. Yeah, yeah, that's a really, that's a good one, actually. Um, fictional account i guess so what else is going on well i mean i think we're most excited because we just uh finished recording an interview with elise wax who oh is the author of what the, a, the what world a of it yeah i know she's amazing um so the world of it is the uh behind the scenes uh book that goes with both of the recent movies it and it chapter two and it's got uh, concept art and interviews and some great uh, writing by Elise uh, all throughout but in particular sort of the introduction and the conclusion and the things she states about the project and um, it's a beautiful book I mean I'm looking at it right now it's Mm -hmm. it's it's a gorgeous book and um, anyway we got to do an interview with her and We've got some it's we're going to use it as a bonus episode, actually. So our you'll still get our regular episodes on Wednesdays and Fridays. This is Shrink Chat on Fridays and our regular our main show, Terror Talk on Wednesdays. And then I think what I'm going to do is like Mondays over the next few weeks, there'll be some bonus episodes because Elise's will come out on Monday. So only in a couple days that'll drop then and then. We also attended Halloween Horror Nights. We did. And so we did a a pre-Halloween Horror Nights um, recording of like us preparing for it, which maybe the next week I'll put it out and then and then um, we're going to record an after and our we got we <laughs> we did we're so silly. Um well, we did like live, we did a few, like uh, just two or three live reactions in the field, like literally with my phone pushing voice memo to get like our <laughs> right after the maze reaction. So we'll, <laughs> we'll sprinkle those in and embarrass ourselves and mm-hmm. talk about that. So that's a bonus episode too. And then I don't know, I think we got some lots of other things. You know, this is the problem, as you guys know, that we've had is that terror talk was one thing and it became one thing. And then we were like, but we need another show called Shrink Chat to talk about X, Y, Z. And now we have other things 
we want to do. And so those are going to be bonus episodes. And then part of it's the season, though, too. There's so much totally. going. I mean, this is our season. For sure. Yeah. This is this is our favorite time of the year. Um, we are a year-round podcast, but this is. And, and we're, we have the um, Disney Halloween next week. Too. Yeah, we got, we're going, um, next week we're going to go to the Oogie Boogie Bash at Disneyland. So we'll do a similar thing where we talk about it. And those episodes are like, even if you don't get to go to those events or even if you could care less about those things, those things are actually probably more about like hearing us talk about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but so those are kind of coming up. And then I think we've got some other interviews and different things we kind of want to try going forward as bonus stuff. And, you know, after these first several, I'm not sure what we're going to do with them, whether we'll post them here or, you know, post them in our Patreon as we get patrons. Because the other thing that happened was uh, we created a Patreon page. So it's um, patreon.com, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N, in case you're not familiar with it patreon.com it's a way to support creators that you enjoy a lot of youtubers have it a lot of podcasters a lot of artists and writers and then um so we created one and it's patreon.com slash talk uh terror talk terror talk yeah terror talk podcast maybe (laughs) maybe i should look at it before i try to you know promote our own yeah it's just terror talk so um We'll come up there and check it out. You know, there's a poll that I put on there that's actually just available for anyone. Um, And I also uploaded, I actually uploaded the Halloween Horror Nights prep uh, conversation that we had. Mm -hmm. I uploaded it for Patreon members. So it's on there and there's a poll on there just to sort of tell us what you like or what you listen to the podcast for. Um, anyway, we're going to start developing that. If you have any feedback or things you'd like us to offer on there, let us know. And for now, uh, happy Friday. Have a great weekend. This is Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. If you enjoy what we do here, there are two things you could consider. Subscribing and sharing our episodes on social media and checking out our Patreon page. Don't hesitate to contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or our Facebook page. We upload new episodes of Terror Talk every Wednesday and of Shrink Chat every Friday. Until then, goodbye and have a pleasant tomorrow.